Welcome to Affirm Your Abundance, a podcast created for those who know they want more and aren't afraid to transform their thoughts in order to transform their life. I am your master motivator, Tiffany, and I can't wait to go on this journey with you. So let's get started. Hey, kings and queens. Today, I am so excited because we are doing our first ever interview. So this will definitely be longer than our traditional episodes, but I promise it's going to be worth it. Today, we have the amazing Charisma Nicholas, licensed psychotherapist and certified addiction therapist with eight years of experience providing mental health and addiction therapy and published author with her debut book, 21 Tears of a Phoenix. How are you? Hi, everyone. I'm actually doing really, really great. I feel so honored that you invited me on here, and I'm just, I'm just ready. I'm ready. I'm so excited. Ah, yay! I'm excited too. <laughs> <laughs> I brought you on the show because we are blessed to be in the new year, but unfortunately, not everyone is as blessed as we are, and not everyone was able to see 2020. Yes. I wanted this episode to be dedicated to those trying to live day by day while coping with the loss of a loved one. What are your thoughts on this? So one, this is such a hard topic to talk about, right? You know, coping with the loss of a loved one. First, I just want to put this out there to everyone. It's not easy. Do not expect that because we are in a new year that, you know, everything is supposed to come together. It's going to be hard. You're going to need to give yourself time and know that healing does come with time. You know how they say that time heals all wounds. It's actually true. So I suggest realizing that it is going to be a hard journey. And some things that I kind of tell my clients that I'm working with when it comes to, you know, grieving the loss of a loved one is the A-A-A-R, which is allow yourself to feel, acknowledge your feelings, accepting your feelings, and reaching out for support. Again, that's A-A-A-R, which is, again, allowing yourself to feel, acknowledging your feelings, and accepting your feelings, and reaching out to support. And that's really good. I think a lot of people don't even know that. I know I've never heard of that before (laughs) until you told me. So let's just elaborate a little bit more on each one. So that way our viewers or listeners, I should say, should really get to connect with what it is you're supposed to do so the first one the first a so the first a is allowing yourself to feel and the reason why i love this one is because we live in a society that perpetuates numbing everything so we live in a society that says oh you're feeling sad go have a drink are you feeling angry go get high or you know we engage in so much opportunities to to numb our feelings you know and that shouldn't be the case we cannot Anything that we want to heal and get through, we cannot suppress. We cannot numb. It's like putting a band-aid over a wound and expecting to heal without the proper, what is it called? What's that ointment that that moms put on? (laughs) Like Um, Neosporin. Yeah, Neosporin. (laughs) So allowing yourself to feel means acknowledging that, okay, I'm feeling sad and giving yourself permission to feel sad. The second A, which is acknowledging your feelings, that's basically, think of it as inviting your feelings. So if you're feeling angry, don't try to push it away. I know a lot of us, we don't like to feel the negative emotions. We want to feel happy all the time. Well, guess what? It's not possible to feel happy all the time. So acknowledging your feelings is another way of just saying, hey, I'm feeling sad and that is okay. The third A is accepting our feelings and that's basically not being so hard on ourselves you know we um again live in a society with social media and everything that we see in the news and we're so hard on ourselves and it's okay to not be a hundred all of the time it's okay to not feel happy all the time so accepting your feelings and last 
the R is reaching out to support. A lot of times when we're going through something, we want to isolate. We want to stay by ourselves. You know, we want to push everyone away. And that's actually so detrimental to the healing process. We have to reach out to support. I even say to my clients who can't afford therapy, that's totally okay. There's still support groups we can attend. Reaching out to our girlfriends or our guy friends who we know are a great support. But most importantly, do not isolate because we all need someone. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I believe. And I love that you talk, that you touched on the the point of you know people can't afford therapy Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that they can that they can't afford support exactly exactly you know to just be you know i won't lie being a psychotherapist therapy is not cheap i believe it's an investment in ourselves that we um choose to make but there's other ways to reach out to support there's numerous support groups if you guys look on psychologytoday.com there's a lot of support groups even in your neighborhood that's actually free that i don't think we hear of a lot but they're actually free and then also reaching out to our friends you know i believe that life was not meant to do alone if you are a believer i know i'm a believer not here to impose my beliefs but you know god definitely says life is not meant to do alone so reaching out to support and knowing that you're not alone even though it may feel like it yeah and you mentioned psychologytoday.com i'm aware of that website but would you be able to send me the links where the support groups are? That way I can put it on the, on oh, the yes. notes. Yes, 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 of course. And Psychology Today is really awesome with finding therapists that you can also afford. You can click on the little filters and put in, maybe you can only afford $60 or $70 or $80, whatever your, your range is, you can also put that in as well. If you're looking for a male therapist or a female therapist, you can select that as well. So it's a really awesome, awesome website, I should say, to really get you to help that you need that is amazing i'm definitely going to put those links in the show notes so that way you guys if you want more information on how you can use the filters to find out therapists in your area that are affordable Mm -hmm. and what you're looking for Mm -hmm. that will be in the show notes yes yes okay so we have some questions that were sent in from our listeners awesome and the first one is do you truly ever get over trauma the question of the day this is actually a question that i hear a lot from my clients so you truly get over trauma the answer to that is yes now my question to the person who first and asked this question is do you want to heal do you want to get over your trauma and if the answer is yes then yes it's possible everything that we try to suppress and what we don't heal only exposes us eventually only expresses itself eventually and that is seen through failed relationships inability to trust other people promiscuity maybe even hypervigilant we're constantly looking over our shoulders we're constantly ready for any threat intrusive memories all of those symptoms are signs that we need to work on something that we need to work through something heal something Mm -hmm. so can you truly get over trauma the answer is yes as long as you are willing to do the work then yes it is possible yeah, because it's messy. I mean, like I, like we talked about, it's messy. It doesn't mm-hmm. look how we expect it to look, yes. right? I'm so glad you said that because I think oftentimes when we hear the word healing, we expect it to be cupcakes and roses and it's going to be pretty and, and comfortable. And actually healing is the opposite. Healing looks messy. Healing is uncomfortable. Healing is often lonely. And healing often means... I don't know how to say it, but it's just really not the idea we had in our head. And that is okay. You know, healing isn't supposed to be perfect. It's just supposed to be what it is, which is healing. Mm -hmm. And it looks different for everyone. Yes, it does look different for everyone. Okay, so I hope that that answered the question for that listener. The next one is, how do you forgive someone who you are in love with but has hurt you deeply? 
Oh, wow. So one, so the person who asks this question, I want to first honor you for your vulnerability. This is definitely, it's never easy forgiving someone who has hurt us, especially if we love them, right? However, there are just three things that came up for me as I, as I first heard the question. And that is whoever this in the individual is that hurt you, whether it was a family member or an intimate partner, we have to first let go of the picture in our head. And what that means is that sometimes we hold expectations on an individual and we have this picture in our head of how love is supposed to look. And if we don't let go of that picture, then we can't forgive them. A second tip is meeting them where they are at. So again, whoever this individual is, you have to meet them where they are at. Some people are only able to love as they were taught to love. Mm -hmm. You know, we are not all taught to love the same way. We do not all have the same love language. So how do you forgive someone who has hurt you that you love so deeply? One, letting go of the picture that's in your head. Letting go of the fantasy of how you expected this to turn out. Second, meeting them where they are at. And then third, remembering that some people are only capable of loving as they were taught to love. And, you know, sitting in the truth that we all love differently, we all have a different love language, you know, so I guess it comes down to, you know, just because you forgive someone does not mean that you forget what they did. And it does not mean that what they did was okay. It's simply realizing that you are letting go of the hurt. So if you're willing to do that, then those three things I would definitely suggest. Wonderful. Like you said, we, we have these ideas mm -hmm. in our heads and it's not it's not realistic sometimes yes. and we have to and that that goes right back into like inner work yes. and self-awareness mm -hmm. and obviously sometimes when you get hurt by other people there's there should be like a limit of what you're willing to accept yeah. mm -hmm. but i like the way that you put it and going back i like that you use the word awareness because um the first step of any change that we want to make in our lives whether it's diet whether it's relationships is awareness mm -hmm. awareness is the first step of any change so as long as you are aware what is it that i'm struggling to deal with what is it that i'm struggling to forgive or you know fill in the blanks then change can happen so i'm really glad you used that word awareness <laughs> all right now the next question is it possible that the relationship I'm in is bringing up trauma from my childhood. So with this question, I'm, I'm going to answer in a few parts. So one, what I believe is that, as a, as a psychotherapist, what I believe is that childhood trauma that goes unresolved, that is not addressed, looks like little children living in adult bodies, mimicking adult lives. And let me go back to that. Any trauma that we experience as a child only looks like little children living in adult bodies mimicking adult lives so maybe when we don't get our way we stomp our feet right and it also goes with the relationships that we're in i do not believe that someone can make you feel a certain way i do not believe that someone can bring up something in you that is not already there so yes it is possible that someone you are dating can trigger emotions and feelings and thoughts that were already experienced in your childhood um, so just keeping that in mind that if something happened to your childhood and you kind of just went on living and you did not, you were not given the space to address that, what happens is that we become little children living in adult bodies. So it is possible for someone to trigger what's already in us. They can bring up what's in us, but they can't create something that's not already there. But it doesn't, if that makes sense. No, it definitely does, especially with for that question. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this question, I feel like we've already answered. Okay. It says. Like, how do you consistently every day stay positive and try to move on from what you've experienced? 
And even though we were talking earlier about losing a loved one, <clears throat> would you use those same AAAR kind of for that kind? Yes, yes I will because um, when it comes to consistently choosing to stay positive and choosing to, you know, get up and go to work, which is extremely hard, right? Mm -hmm. um, it is possible going back to the AAAR, which is allowing yourself to feel, acknowledging your feelings, accepting your feelings and reaching out for support. That is what you can do so that you can consistently stay positive. But also know that I don't like the word consistent only because it implies that we have to be a certain way all the time. And again, it is not possible to be happy 24 seven. Mm -hmm. We all go through our emotions differently. They're ever flowing. Some other tips that I um, actually tell my clients are journaling. Mm -hmm. um, and when it comes to losing a loved one, I heard this quote a while back and it said that we lose someone twice, first when they pass away and second when we fail to honor their memory. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to losing a loved one, journaling, but also honoring their memory. And what that looks like is, you know, let's say someone you lost had a favorite meal. Well, maybe on the day you lost them or on their birthday, you go and enjoy that meal. Maybe you write a letter to this lost loved one, but just recognizing that that our feelings are ever flowing and that you do lose someone twice, one when they pass away and second when you fail to honor their memory. So honor their memory, recall the positive and negative experiences you had, you know, don't be afraid to talk about them to your friends and family. Um, and then also maybe even enjoying their favorite meal on their birthday. So, that's a yeah. really really nice tip mm -hmm. i love that i know for us with my family we um, like to light a candle mm -hmm. whenever we have family get-togethers just so that way we can feel like the people we've lost are yes. still with us that's it i love it just have a nice meal on their birthday mm -hmm. or celebrate because, them and, and you know because it's the little things so definitely you know when I lost one of my sisters. We definitely, in my culture, we do light a lot of candles as well. Mm -hmm. Candles represent lights and that they're still, that their spirit is still there. But there's also, you know, just new ways that we can honor our loved ones that doesn't always have to be quote unquote sad. You know, whether it's a meal, whether it's a favorite song that they listen to mm -hmm. and that you choose a day of the week or maybe a certain time where you just kind of dance out to that song and you will give yourself permission to jam out to that song. Mm -hmm. So there's so many different things that we do and again it just comes down to honoring their memory i love it okay and then this one is a good one that i'm actually interested in as well are there any book recommendations to help with if you can't afford therapy great question so what we are speaking on is actually bibliotherapy which is using resources and written material to help assist and aid us in our journey towards healing when it comes to trauma my first favorite favorite book is called Body Keeps the Score by Bessel Koch. Again, that's Body Keeps the Score by Bessel Koch. And what this book talks about is that oftentimes we mentally feel like we have gotten over something, but our body still remembers. See, the body remembers what the mind tries to forget. And um, again, that's that's some of the symptoms that I mentioned earlier with inability to trust, promiscuity, you know, hypervigilance. That's our body telling us and signaling like hey we got some work to do hey i'm hurting another one will be trauma recovery and this one is by judith herman and this one just talks about walking through the stages of trauma and just you know how does recovery look and again that's trauma and recovery by judith herman my last favorite is called walking the tiger healing trauma and this is by peter levine again it's called walking the tiger 
Healing Trauma by Peter Levine. And this book is basically accepting that, hey, I've been through a traumatic experience and I need help. And again, that author is Peter Levine. Thank you so much. Those as well, I'm going to definitely put the links. Yes. So that way you guys can know what those books look like and how you can have access to them. Mm -hmm. Because I think that these are going to really, you call them bibliotherapy. Bibliotherapy. (laughs) Anytime we use books or any type of articles, written materials Mm -hmm. to, you know, aid us in our recovery, it's just called bibliotherapy. So guess what? You're still getting some form of therapy. You're just getting it through written material. Right. And it full circle. The question is, do you want to be healed? Yes. Yes. Do you want that? It's available out there for you. You know, there's podcasts, there's therapy, yes. there's there's books. <laughs> <laughs> there's books. Um, there's so. so much out there. And the reason why, if anyone is asking, well, of course I want to heal. We have to get honest with ourselves and ask ourselves, do we want to heal? Because sometimes, mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest, in all my years of experience, sometimes we're not ready for healing. We want to hold on to that pain because it connects us to that person mm. who hurt us or it connects us to that loss. Because if we heal or if we let go, are we letting go of our loved one? Wow. So that's why I love to ask my clients, do you want to heal? Because healing does encompass letting go. That makes a lot of sense, you yeah, know, yeah. but it's true. It's And it's eye-opening. And Wow, that was really, really interesting. Remember, as humans, we thrive on connection. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes, when our reality is not going as we picture in our head, we find any way to hold on. And for the majority of us, we hold, we hold on to pain, which is why we go back to toxic relationships or it's hard to leave a job that we know is toxic for us because we already made this connection, um, this bond with the hurt, and we created the narrative that, I am worthy of this hurt and Mm -hmm. not anything else. So we have to ask ourselves, do we want to heal? Do we want more for ourselves? Right. And it just, and like I always say on the podcast, you know, it's letting go of those limiting beliefs, letting go of those false beliefs, because that is truly what keeps us from from thriving. I I agree. Yeah. And I love the word thriving, right? Because not just healing, but thriving means that not only are you going forward, but you're going forward with such an attitude that nothing can stop you. Right. So thriving. Like I, I always like to circle back. You can thrive. You can live that life. Yes. You can go forward. Mm-hmm. And you can still honor these people's memories. Yes. It doesn't yes. mean that you forget about them. It doesn't exactly. mean that you close that door. Exactly. That's not what healing is. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love so, it. <laughs> so I think that a lot of the information that um, we spoke about today is going to help so many people. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I thank you so much, Charisma, for being here. We came up with some great affirmations. Yes, we and did. Would you please do us the honor of reciting them for us? All right, guys. So as I go with the affirmations, repeat twice after me. I am in the process of healing.
choose to forgive even without an apology. I am letting go of the flesh and connecting to the spirit. Wow, those are impactful. Right. <laughs> I know you guys can't see me, but I was like eyes closed reciting it yes. to myself. Yes. <laughs> you know, because these are things that we all can really use mm -hmm. in our day-to-day. -day. And I thank you so much for being here. Of course, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please leave a review if you would like more of these. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share with a friend who you think can benefit from hearing Miss Charisma's wise words. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at Affirm Your Abundance and join our AYA team and community. We would love to have you be a part of it. I'll talk to you more tomorrow on Affirm Your Abundance. Bye. Bye.